Hello there, everybody. This is another Christmas short from the Ace Podcast. We got a few bite-sized episodes in December, looking at all the elements that go into making a great Christmas and end of year. And what would Christmas be without laughter and merriment? Probably a little bit sad. That's why we've got comedian Georgie Carroll joining us today. Georgie's probably best known as the nurse comedian, who in her own words started mining her professional life as a nurse for comedy. And you've probably seen her around on TV and radio, comedy specials, and perhaps promoting her book Off the Charts, which is chock full of war stories from her nursing days. We got together and had a really fun chat about nursing, aged care, and of course, Christmas. Hope you enjoy. Georgie, thanks so much for joining us on the show. Oh, hi. Hi, Ash. (laughs) Hello there. Thanks for having me. Oh, pleasure. Where are you today? I'm in in South Australia. I'm in Melbourne, the, the lockdown state. Well, less lockdown now. I'm I'm so sorry for what you've been through, but um, how wonderful that we're getting towards Christmas and it's all coming back to normal. The whole world is working on hospital time now. Hospital time. What do you mean by hospital time? As in, we say five minutes, but we don't really know how long that five minutes will be, <laughs> or even tomorrow. We don't know if tomorrow will be tomorrow or next week or never. It's just a time. It's, yeah, later. it's just a rough estimate. Of, yeah, <laughs> we mess with the time space continuum a lot. So for people who, who might have seen you on, on TV or or maybe they've heard your name, maybe you can give us a little bit of your background quickly. Yeah, I'm Georgie. I've been a nurse since 2000 in England and Australia. So ICU, ED and community are my things. And then about 10 years ago, I started mining my work life for comedy and I became a stand-up. And I have since got podcasts and a book off the charts that I've written, and I've written seven stand-up shows that are traditionally attended by, oh, I would say about 70% healthcare workers, and 30% Mm -hmm. of the people in the audience are wondering what on earth it is we do for a job. (laughs) Yeah, and now I'm writing a TV show too. So yeah, I've kind of, I'm no longer a nurse, I've volunteered back at the Vax clinics, Uh because I just want everyone vaxxed. But other than that, I don't nurse anymore. I tend to tell jokes about the nurses. What was it like in the Vax clinics? Was that pretty intense? I'm still there. I'm working one tomorrow. Um, I'm going to do it until we're done. No, it's not intense. Well, if you're just a worker bee like me, it's a doddle. It's the happiest environment. You're just doing the same thing over and over again. People are generally happy to be there. You feel like you're saving the world. Is that not being a nurse in general? You feel like you're saving the world? Yeah, but this is a lot less effort. There's no paperwork. If somebody faints, <laughs> we don't even write it down. That's how little work it is. <laughs> There's somebody dedicated to writing down when people faint. So, yeah, my job is literally jabs in arms. And uh, I get so happy every time I do a second one. You know, when it's somebody's second one, I'm like, yeah, you're fully visored. Go forth to the dance floor. I've got images of somebody who's like a a crew standing to the side of the room just dragging people off when they faint. Just put them in the pile. They'll come to in a minute. (laughs) Yeah, on a hot day. Hey, and uh, a couple of years ago, you were an aged care ambassador, right? Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I'd say a lot of my material. I I adore all people. I adore life. But I would say I tend, my favourite category of human would be little old lady, closely followed by adults with learning difficulties. If I'm ever out and about somewhere, that's the people I seem to be drawn to and want to chat to. And I absolutely, uh, nothing makes me happier than meeting someone who's over 100. When I meet somebody who's been around 100 years, I just want to sit next to them and just absorb whatever they've been doing. 
And then although I've never positioned myself there in nursing, I've definitely stayed away from children. The maths is too hard. But I definitely love the old people. And I don't even know what old is anymore, but I, I think if comedy really goes to the bin, you know, for one reason and another, I would love to come back in a social worker role as a lifestyle coordinator for an aged care village or perhaps for adults mm-hmm. with learning difficulties. That's my, just making every day nicer or just as good as it can be yeah. rather than trying to stop medical things going wrong. I just want to make life enjoyable now. Have you done any kind of like shows in, in aged care before or, or gone into to see anybody not for a family or friends capacity? Um, No. When I was just looking, because... The art slowed down and I hadn't worked out where I fit back into nursing again over COVID. I hmm. looked at volunteering in aged care. I couldn't find the place I wanted to be. I knew a lot of the aged care facilities from my hmm. work on the community. I want. I, I love somewhere vibrant. I know not everybody needs a vibrant aged care facility, but I would. But yeah, and there was a lot of things to do with washing pots. I really just want to chat to everyone. It's way more about me. <laughs> It's way more about me than the people I'm gonna see. <laughs> yeah. I just want I just want to chat. Do you imagine that there's some some version of an aged care facility where people no one needs to be like fed or looked after? It's just people hanging out and chatting. Is that the kind of dream? I've I've got my TikTok feed. It, it was just full of fun things to do in aged care. So I've got all the ideas banked up already, and there, there definitely is so much good work going on out there. I know we do have some amazing um, aged care facilities. But um, there is, I think it's in America, there's like these co-ops where you invest your time, say, earlier on, I think from about 50, and then you get absorbed into that community a bit later on when you need it. And it's very much run by the older people for the older people and knowing people before you move there. Because that must be mm. scary. That's something, you know, it's when you when I used to go around the community and giving IV antibiotics and things in the aged care facilities, the new residents, it was exactly like having a year eight. Just that kind of adjusting to being in a different environment and defiance sometimes or grumpy or <laughs> yeah. exhausted. Yeah. Trying to find your click. Trying to find your click and trying to work out what this new world is that you have to live in and you know is it home or is it their home or why am I getting a tea at a certain time you know Mm. all of that so yeah so what's what's on the cards for Christmas this year have you got (gasps) oh it's so exciting Ash I don't know if she'll hate if my mum listens to this and she thinks I call her old because she just I've met 10 year olds who feel older than my mum she's 72 (laughs) I got a visa for her to come over oh nice You've caught me in the first 24 hours of knowing that my mum can be here for Christmas. Amazing. Yeah, we've spoken every day during COVID. It's going to be so wonderful. No one loves Christmas more than my mum. Nobody. Nobody. I didn't decorate last Christmas because she wasn't here. She loves all of it. She loves the Jesus side of it. I'm not mad for that, but we still go to midnight mass at the cathedral. She spends most of Christmas putting lights up and yeah, it's just going to be so wonderful to have her here. So that'll be her at Christmas. And then she plans to stay here as long as possible nice are you, are you publicizing her overstaying her visa on the podcast should i edit that out as well she's not we're not going to do any we're not going to do anything illegal <laughs> but we're going to we're going to try every single way to she's planning her life for staying here even if you have to do that thing where you're here for a year leave for three weeks come back for a year you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she's going to do that luckily she's loaded oh my gosh does that help when you're older <laughs> so she found out yesterday she sold her car 
we've only just got the light. Mm-hmm. We're in 24 hours of a visa. And she's so, she's already sold the car. She sold her car. She has uh, bought the flights and she's uh, set off a shipping container that she already had packed to come here. So um, it, wow. it's it's, it's going to be a really beautiful Christmas for a lot of people who can have a reunion that they didn't know that they were going to have. It's going to be a wonderful Christmas compared to last Christmas for people in aged care facilities who couldn't be visited by anybody. Uh, it's going to be a wonderful Christmas for so many reasons this year. And love to anybody who is not quite managing to make the reunion this year. I'm so sorry that's happening to you. But do know that when it happens, it's so good. So I think it's just going to be a magical Christmas for so many. And I feel like the hope's really coming back this year. And well done to all of the aged care staff who managed to get people through last year. I know, I know that in many ways it was easier not having the relatives in. (laughs) But at the same time, uh, you did go the extra mile. Good on you. Awesome. Thanks so much for your time, Georgie. No worries, Ash.